Recorded during the plague year of 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute. Each week we get together to talk about uh, the all-too-timely 1971 Robert Wise-directed uh, techno-thriller The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Pete Mummert from the Indiana Jones Minute, and I've been in a lockdown for a long time, so <laughs> it's going to be nice to get out in the fresh air with these two guys. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a thrill a minute, and don't forget to uh, you know pack your spacesuit. Um, so uh, we're going to start this minute with uh, well, we start with a, a topless dead woman, and uh, we're going to end with uh, it looks like Ben Cooper. <laughs> this is uh, you, you've lucked out, uh, Pete. In the uh, this is, seems to be the suicide minute. It's uh, <laughs> a lot of lot of death with a lot of old time movie stars. So uh, yeah. Uh, what, what is your what is your connection with this movie? Have have you seen it you know a lot before? Or, or no, I've, I've seen it once, maybe twenty years ago. Didn't remember it very well, so, but it was interesting watching uh, in light of all the current events. Yeah, yeah, it's it's strangely timely, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if, if people are uh, putting their heads in bathtubs, but uh, it's uh, it's kind of weird how uh, how this is a G rated movie, and yeah. <laughs> In this one minute, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a topless woman. <laughs> We've got a woman hanging from the rafters, and we have a guy, you know, with his head stuffed into a bathtub. Um, I don't remember any G movie that comes close to this. No, I, I know. Yeah, we were shocked. I was watching this with my wife, and we were both like, wait, this is rated G? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is like Pete's Dragon, and uh, I, I'm trying to think of all the, the G-rated 1971 movies, and this is... <laughs> Golly, I, I saw this movie when I was a kid in, in theaters, and I was like about you know eleven years old, and I couldn't. Well, I, this might have been my first topless movie. As far as I can remember. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if de- do dead people not count? Or <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's very very peculiar. Um, and uh, we you, you just missed uh, last week. We were getting through the uh, the mandatory nineteen seventy uh, split screen here, and the oh uh, yeah, the uh, the split screen finally ends with a zoom in. Um, I, I was trying to look through some other Robert Wise films of the time, mm-hmm. and I think this might have been his first explicit scene. I didn't. I mean, there were you oh know, wow, scant, there were like scantily clad women in in, in Ben Hur and stuff. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, this is the first time he, he ever went that that way. Um, it's an interesting but, choice with with this movie. <laughs> and yeah, and this yeah. this lady. Yeah, I mean, he's he's trying to be. Now and with it, I think was you know where he was going with all of this stuff. He was getting into mm-hmm. uh, uh, just ra- rather ex- explicit stuff and and doing all the split screen and trying to be hip and and so on. Maybe, maybe it was just a, a job decision or something. It just it's kind of a, a peculiar jarring moment in the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was trying to figure out. This is also uh, this is the same year as Billy Jack and the the woman who is is there with the uh, with a peace sign on her on her necklace. She was also in Billy Jack, and I think may have also had a nude scene there. So this may have been her huh. year for being typecast. <laughs> it's very, very peculiar. Well, if you're going to do it, do it young when you look good, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's grandma. You know, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. It, it's an interesting juxtaposition when they they cut from her with the peace sign and naked to the very fully dressed woman wearing the cross necklace. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's that it's that tie-in between the you know, the jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it mowed everybody down, no matter what your uh, background was. Um, <laughs> I do I have to, to say, I, as a kid, I had a chenille bedspread that I, I think it was a holdover from the '40s or '50s, and it uh, her bedspread reminds me a lot of the one I had as a kid. 
Yeah, me, me too. I, I had one of those, and I just remember I, anytime you had any kind of a, if you had a hangnail or any, anything loose, it would grab on that chenille. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were, and I was lucky we didn't have cats as a kid. I think I think that oh, wouldn't have lasted long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would have been t to shreds. Um, every uh, everybody died very. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I mean, there's vulture stuff and things, but everybody died rather peacefully and very, very well. Uh, they they all seem to die with pretty good um, facial expressions, at least mm. so far in this film. Yeah. Um, well, uh, how are you feeling about the uh, the spacesuits of of Hall and Stone? Are you are you buying them or are they? I I, I keep thinking I wouldn't mind having one going out to the supermarket. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, for for a Costco sized thing, I, <laughs> I find the uh, I find the, the plus pack that they're wearing is it seems a little bit impractical for where they're going. I'm just wondering how they can. Yeah, you know, is it filter? It, it they mention the the use of oxygen, so I'm assuming that they're not taking in any exterior. Uh, atmosphere but mm. uh i don't know how how long you can stay on the ground in a box that small well i i was one thing i was wondering um like now that, at least where i live we're required to wear a mask anytime we're outside and i whenever i put have my mask on and try to put my sunglasses on they fog up immediately and i was curious why these don't fog up like how do these space how do the spacesuits keep from fogging up yeah i was wondering maybe maybe there's some kind of like a defroster or a dehumidifier mm. in it and um, I, I mean, they mentioned the lack of oxygen, but what I would be more concerned about is the uh, the battery. How 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 mm, long? There's, yeah, this could be like a yeah, you know some kind of a chemically generated oxygen thing. They're they're pouring a filter. You know, they're they're, they're pouring something. You know, one chemical into another and releasing oxygen, which is oh interesting. Uh, yeah, that that could be the way that they're generating it. But even that would require some kind of electricity to you know to 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 keep the pumps running and stuff. Uh -huh. Um. But uh, yeah, it's it's just um, they're not they're not unrealistic to me. I feel like they're right. You know, they have they have that. Um, I keep wondering how many of the dead people are like daughters of the, um, you know, the producer or the second <laughs> second assistant director. Uh -huh. it's, it's a great place. Uh, I keep thinking of the. Uh, I, I, you must watch. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Where, yeah. Uh, yeah. When uh, uh, Danny DeVito was going to be a dead body in a. <laughs> And my uh, <laughs> that's what this feels like. You know, now stay dead, act dead. Uh, um, it and I there's a there's a scene here where they're they're walking around they're walking around and I can't tell it's a it's supposed to be February in New Mexico and mm -hmm. I'm seeing uh, I'm I'm seeing like there's uh there's mistletoe on the trees. But oh yeah, everything everything seems to be greening up. It, just it does. Like it does. The wrong time of year. So it's a, a bit of a puzzle. Do you know which parts of this they filmed in New Mexico and which parts they filmed in Shafter, Texas? Is this I, all Shafter? Because I, I was wondering if the houses are like Alamogordo. I think it's all Shafter. As, okay. far, as, I can, as far as I can tell, it's all Shafter. Um, we'll be talking later on this week. There seems to be a, it, it's a very narrow set that they just kept reusing the same block around and mm. around. So mm. it, and it, it, the way that it's shot, it's kind of hard to gain your, uh, your bearings on, you know, basically they're standing next to the same wall. Uh, a, a couple of times in the in the show hmm. um i i do like the idea uh this um it, I'm, we're, we're going to switch topics here a bit but the um the omniscient military is is a weird thing that they keep bringing up in here right um and uh i'm i'm trying to figure out you know it's like uh 
we see uh, Stone points out, the, or Hall points out the stone, the flash in the sky, and we see uh, that there's somebody watching over Dempsey, and Dempsey's watching over them. So it's like, you know, turtles all the way down <laughs> with uh, who's, who's going to get it. And it, it, there's this, this overarching, um, I, I can't, it, it's, it's this competence porn that's, that's almost going on that uh, the military knows all and sees all, but the military is the one that screwed up this whole operation. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like yeah. there's screw-ups on top of screw-ups, and nobody seems to be able to undo the screw-ups. I mean, it's like, it, okay, if the the jet that's flying over that kills Dempsey, that means they're going to have to send another team out to figure <laughs> out what was going on and, you know, and who, who's, you know, a, a whole new line of people. And <laughs> this guy stone is the head of wildfire. So they've just killed off the head yeah. of the department. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It, I, I don't know. This, this movie frustrates me in so many ways and I can't. Well, I, go ahead. I mean, one thing that it, it, it really brings to mind to me are like the old forties noir procedurals. Yeah. And it, it feels a lot like a lot of times I think, I, there are parts of this movie I really like, but part of it, I think, really dragged. And part, I think that's partially because it feels so procedural, but it has that same kind of, we ran all of this by the military so that they were comfortable with the way we portrayed them kind of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, th- this seems to be uh, a, a good, it's it's propaganda for the Air Force or something, which doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense because it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all just so, so peculiar. Um, that's a beautiful shot though. When you see from the inside of his helmet, you see the, the plane glinting in the sun. Yeah. And you could also see a little bit like the reflection of the trees. And I don't, I'm not sure how they got that shot, but it's really nice. Yeah. I don't know if they like built a giant helmet and put it over a, a Panavision <laughs> camera or something, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's clever. And I, you know, it's probably some, something like somebody, bol- you know, s- sitting just below the, the helmet flashing a, a hand mirror. Mm. Um, but it gives, you know, and it, and it, the, the shot's only about two seconds long where you see that glint in the sky. So you don't really need a lot of special effect there. It's not, yeah. it, it's not definitely not that reliant on a special effect more the, since there's so many, uh, rather exotic floor effects going on, uh, special effects kind of take a back seat in this whole thing. Yeah. And I feel like that, it, that's at least in this instance, it's much better because of that, because I, it, that feels real. Like that doesn't feel like a movie. Like it, oh, that plane looks absolutely real. Yeah, yeah. You you'd feel you know this is this is what you if you were in the ground and you were watching something ten thousand feet up. That's probably yeah. what you'd see. Just a, yeah. a flicker. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if there was in in this town of Shafter. I don't think there's many two story buildings. So it, it looks like they picked a ranch house, and all of a sudden the ranch house has a second story. Um, <laughs> Have you been to Shafter? No, I have not. It's uh, it's just out of range of my electric car, so I can't. <laughs> I, can't I I gotta go down there, but we're gonna have to take my wife's Camry. Yeah. Um, it's very. I, and when I first started, pl- I I planned on making this uh this series before the plague. Oh wow. And and uh, it, it actually this was originally going I at the at the final the toss up between doing the Hitchcock minute and the Andromeda strain minute as a group project. Uh-huh. I was strongly considering. And I would have been really prescient and would have been, wow, what a great idea. <laughs> I, I was going to have uh, the groups do, the Movies by Minutes groups do the Andromeda Minute. But at the very last minute, I said, no, nah, no, let's go with something straight. We'll do Hitchcock. And everybody, <laughs> everybody will like that. And boom. So uh, I'm doing this in just a, a little little bit different way. But yeah, it, I, I want to get to Shafter. I've been to a lot of 
West Texas town, so this is very familiar. If, I'm sure, have you been out out there in the in the in the Southwest in similar towns there, Pete? Oh, I, yeah, I've been like parts of New Mexico. This parts of New Mexico, and this reminded me a lot of actually New Mexico. It looked so much like New Mexico. Yeah, like I really yeah. bought that this was in New Mexico. Yeah, you'll see like you'll be driving on I ten or something like that, and you'll see off on a hill somewhere. You'll see just a little clutch of houses or mobile homes ah. and things like that. And it's it definitely has that feel. And if you go to those towns, they're all kind of self contained. There's maybe a Dollar General uh-huh. and a um, you know and a gas station, and then a bunch of houses where they might be working on either like a like there might be a gas a gas well somewhere that they all work on or uh, okay. They, you know, farm sheep and things. So this huh. this feels very much like that. And I'm I'm sure Shafter, although Shafter is a ghost town, there's a lot of towns nearby that you know kind of fit the bill of of an active thing like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how many little ladies there are with adequate rope, uh, with uh, you know rope and the ability to figure out how to, <laughs> how to hang themselves. <laughs> um, I was I, one of the big shockers in this was the uh, the woman that uh, that hangs herself in this particular minute is Virginia Schmidt and uh, looking her up she was with Meg Wiley she was one of the uh, giant headed Telosian women in the in the Star Trek episode The Cage oh wow yeah yeah wow. so uh, huh. just uh, <laughs> and I, as far as I can tell this may have been her last movie performance she did a bunch of TV shows after this but this <laughs> it's, may... a, it's a heck of a way to go out. Yeah, what a swan song. I can't see this without my wife and I went to New Orleans uh, several years ago and we did a, um, it was called a cocktail tour. And you hmm. would go to several of the, you know, really old bars in, in New Orleans and then have the signature cocktail at each one. And the woman leading the tour was probably in her 80s. Uh, and we, we went to one bar, I remember, and there is a story of somebody who had hanged himself and right in the middle of the bar this 80 year old woman does the hangman's dance like she's like when, when you're hanging you kind of do this little dance and i can't see this image of this woman hanging here without thinking of that <laughs> wow that that must come up on the yelp reviews um <laughs> wow yeah and uh i mean it's it's an interesting uh, you know it, it's a it's a fascinating rig that she had i wondered how long uh there's there's nothing really much on the making of on this film but i would just love to know how how the rig looked um, you know, over the over the stuff cat and stuff because I would oh, yeah. imagine there's there's a couple of different setups. That I think they do. Is it three? No, there's only two. There's there's two. Oh no, there's three. There's three camera setups for this particular rig. So she must have been there for the better part of at least a day. Yeah. Um, swinging around there. You know, I I guess they'd come in with a chair or something <laughs> that her relax her a bit. But uh, that must have been quite a harness for a. Yeah. Oh, you know, I. I don't know how old she was, and I'm, I'm afraid to look her up because I might be older than her. Um, it's it's funny though. I'm like I've I've tried to figure out the the chain of events here. Like, was the cat did the cat die after, and he was kind of playing with her and like kind of swinging her around, and then he died, or was, did he die first, and then that she was despondent because of that and killed herself? Um, I don't know. Is I was trying to figure out is is the the suicide note is that tied with a ribbon to the cat's tail or is it just is, just, oh, is that where the cat is that, that where the cat died i'm just wondering if the cat had just you know had dropped dead and uh she decided she was gonna you know life isn't worth living because her cat was dead yeah she tied, <laughs> she tied it to the cat but he just kind of like reaches down for it and pulls it oh when he picks it up though the ribbon he's ripped the page so i guess he i guess huh. it was tied to the cat huh um but yeah, I don't know what the sequence was. And did she, 
Like, did she have to take a running jump to hang herself? Or did she, <laughs> she did she'd have to be pretty over... nimble to go over the railing up there. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, did, did she jump over the top? It's it, Yeah, it's very peculiar. Um, I Yeah, and <laughs> gosh, a very spacious house, too, mm-hmm. that, that seems to be falling apart, but she's been around, you know, working at it. It's There's so <laughs> many so many questions, so many backstories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some now the cat. I'm assuming it's a stu- it's a stuffed cat. How where? It looks where, stuffed. Is it in a prop department somewhere? Where do you get? <laughs> I, I'm sure you can get. You know, uh, you, I, I know that my uh, my former mother-in-law was uh, she was a biology major. She was working on a, a microbiology degree, and one of the things that she had to do in um, in an anatomy class. Uh, they didn't take apart humans, but they did take apart uh, animals. Uh-huh. And she had a she had a cat that while she was going for her master's degree, she had to go in and label all the different uh, parts. And what they do with these um, with these cats would be that they would they would be uh, preserved, and their circulatory system would have latex in them, like uh, wow. Um, and, and so, but it took it took her like the better part of a semester to get through the course. And so she had a cat in a large Ziploc bag in her, <laughs> in her freezer. Oh my god! She would take out and do the dissections at home and label all the parts, and then she'd put it back <laughs> in. And then she'd have to take it into her professor and drop off. The, and there were like thirty people taking the, taking the course, so there were like thirty dead cats. And they would get them from the <laughs> you know the local pound after they had euthanized cats. They'd, they'd, they'd preserve these cats. Oh so wow! <laughs> but wow. She, but my uh, my uh, my wife. Uh, stopped eating for most of a year because every time she had every time she went near the refrigerator she knew there was a dead cat (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Uh, the stuff the stuff you glean from looking at a movie yeah Um, (laughs) that'd be tough wow so uh we're we're starting to get the idea that things are you know here uh hall finds out that uh not everybody died instantly Mm -hmm. and uh which means that it's not the the disease isn't uniform whatever it is it isn't uniform so they've got a lot more things to figure out and uh it's a nice introduction to it i i don't know any other way of you know you would think that if it was just this regular space invasion they had one thing to solve but this kind of adds a wrinkle to it that they have to figure out why people aren't dying rather than how they died there's two problems to solve and i I, to me i think that's uh fascinating because I, I feel like we're going through that exact same thing right now with COVID-19 is we still don't know if people are getting sicker or die sooner because of viral load or if it's just because of the way it affects you your, your personal anatomy yeah and, and there doesn't seem like like we have trends we say older people get it people with pre-existing conditions mm-hmm. uh, seem to be more susceptible to a fatality but at, at the time we're you know at the time we're recording this they're having problems with finding uh even something that can detect antibodies in someone's body, you know, if you mm-hmm. had the disease or not. So there's so many questions that come up. It, it definitely feels like, <laughs> yeah, the movie feels like what we're going through right, right now. Right. And unlike the movie, it doesn't seem like it's going to be resolved in the next hour and a half. So <laughs> it's, it, it's really, uh, it's really puzzling. Um, I like that though, because the movie doesn't completely overpromise on what science can do. You know, they, I mean, there, there are times where they get a little out there, but they, a lot of this seems fairly realistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as a you know, and as this is Crichton's first uh, procedural techno thriller, he he gets it all right. The science seems to be pretty straight on. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. little bit. 
he gets a little bit Tom Clancy-ish about how, how great scientists are and how great the military <laughs> is at figuring these things out. But I think that the, the heavy procedures of how, you know, identifying a, a situation, this, this is not too much different from the plot of uh, Outbreak, that, of trying, oh, to, yeah. trying to resolve stuff and trying to figure out what the com I mean, they're they're doing a good job of, of showing you the commonalities of uh, of you know you, you've checked off all the boxes and figured out where you know what are the motives what what's you know it, it is like you said it's like a detective thing that you're just trying to narrow down to what it is that you ha- what it is that you're trying to solve you mm-hmm. know, they're they're trying to get the questions right first so mm-hmm. um, I do like as we leave as we leave the lady on the stairs um, that jarring like I, was, I said at the beginning that jarring ben cooper like look of uh of the doughboy uh, directly at the screen and you know picturing this 60 feet high on a on a movie screen it's quite a, a startling image yeah yeah if he's right out of sunset boulevard yeah yeah it's <laughs> it, it's uh it's terrifying uh, you know and again another it's a g-rated movie <laughs> um and uh he's he's in this absurd position of, you know, he's, he's drowned himself by kneeling, kneeling down in front of a bathtub and sticking his head until the bubbles stop rising. Um, I'm, uh, I'm impressed by the, the cinematography at all, just having him, you know, we go from that, that dead on shot of his bloated face underwater to this, uh, rather clinical look at the two doctors walking in on a man in a bathtub. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I, I I don't recall that many suicide scenes on on uh, in movies. Do, I, I I don't know how to phrase this, but do you have do you have famous familiar suicide scenes that you can think of? That's a great question. Um, I'm sure there are, but nothing's jumping out at me right at the moment. Yeah, I if you know, I, I was thinking I was thinking about this that when I think of suicide scenes, I think of this scene mm. in, in Andromeda. This is like my number one. But I mean, <laughs> seeing it as a kid, that was like. Oh wow, you can really do that, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so startling, and that uh, Robert Wise would uh, would frame it in this way was uh, mm-hmm. was twice as amazing, and it's not like it, it, this is not like a Robert Wise styled movie. I mean, if you think of uh, things like Day the Earth Stood Still, it's mm-hmm. all rather um, uh, calm and shot it isn't shot at this you know at this high an angle isn't this um clinical mm-hmm. um but wise comes across as extremely clinical in this thing it's more like you feel like you're being shown a a slideshow and it's just going from one yeah horrible scene to the next yeah that's a good way to put it um i think it's it's more like a it, it's like something of life magazine at the time you had these you know startling images that you'd you'd see in a large tabloid magazine and flip the page and see some new horror Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it just him trying to be he's just trying to join the 70s I think yeah like he's, he's being a little edgy he's being a little although do you, could you kill yourself this way or did, did he have to be helped by being weakened by the virus do you think or by the, the contagion I I don't know I mean I, don't, I, I can't imagine I would think that you would you would have to like you know lean back or something um, it's I I, I I can't imagine somebody drowning themselves in this manner. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's the 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 color of that bathtub water oh, just seems to make it yeah. three times as hard. It does. <laughs> That's the worst uh, part of this. You're like, what you know, what what bodily fluids were going the other direction <laughs> when he was doing this? And, yeah. Uh, 
just uh th- you know things like the 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 puttees that he has he has wrapped around his, mm-hmm. his legs and very much you know going out like a soldier or something like that and just it, it just really kind of heightens the craziness of the whole thing it, it has kind of a silence of the lambs feel to it mm. this looks like one of the tableaus uh that hannibal lecter would put the, or not uh not Hannibal Lecter, but uh, the uh, Buffalo Bill, Buffalo Bill character mm. uh, would have put together. Just, yeah, uh, spooky. Uh, can't imagine this selling a lot of popcorn. It, uh, <laughs> it's uh, and I, you know, like the uh, the uh, the Ben Cooper scene in uh, in Jaws. Mm-hmm. That was kind of horrifying, but it was you know it was it was a a, a latex head flying right. around it was right you know, but this is a real guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just uh yeah just a little bit a uh, little bit more terrifying to me yeah especially with the like the piercing ice blue eyes and the the red face yeah yeah so anyway this is uh yeah not, definitely not something you want to be uh chewing on a malamar while you're, <laughs> while you're watching um i think let's let's leave this fellow in the bathtub and okay uh, people, um and for uh, for people who want to listen to more of your show, uh, Pete, where can they find you? Uh, com, where we talk about uh, the movie Indiana Jones each minute, one minute at a time, just like this. And uh, I think one of my co-hosts, Tom, is going to be doing Andromeda Minute with you next week. Yes, yes, he 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 looked for he looked forward to it, and he he jumped in early, so we did him we did him out of sequence, but he was very he was very pleased with the minutes that he got. <laughs> so, um, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about this some more uh, on Wednesday as we uh, continue the Suicide Watch here. Uh, uh, for folks wanting to uh, join us on social media, always available out there at uh, Andromeda Minute on Twitter or Project Wildfire on Facebook. Join us out there. We're always interested in hearing your thoughts on the show or suicide in general, I guess. I'm not sure. It's, 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 it's very odd odd topics to come up with on, on yeah. this particular episode. Um, but uh, always always welcome to, to join us out there. Uh, so anyway, join us here on Wednesday. We'll continue this discussion. Uh, in the meantime, please uh, wash your hands, uh, maintain your six-foot distance, and uh, we'll get through it. It's all right. But we'll see you here next time on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.